0: You have 17 voice messages. First voice message.
1: What's going on, dude? You son of a bitch. Yes, no.
2: You
0: can't stop it.
1: i got to say that today. End of message. I got a big plan. Big idea, bro. Big idea. Message erased. Next message.
0: We're still here. Enjoy it. It's ODG.
2: Occupy Dave and Giggles.
1: End of message. Next message.
0: Seriously, guys. Fourth. You know we do a radio show, right? I just want to right, say
2: not. that... We never claim to be a comedy show. We just entertain.
3: <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. You are so good. Right Give now. me a
2: chance you want to lead. Dave and Giggles. Giggles. Dave, Dave and Giggles.
0: Giggles.
2: really big. Message, so let's right? get into it
0: because I, I would love to do this. When you posted that, I was, all right, so Lee, is your life coaching. You've, you've, been, you've been doing events. You've been, you've been living in New York City for a while, man. You've put in your time and uh, to, to height you. You're a tall dude. So you're That's living right. in Hell's Kitchen. If any, like, but you got the cats. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're still sticking it out.
2: But? Uh, I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, it's, not, it's not a but. But it's you got the cats, <laughs> and you got the cats. Well, no, I go. See, here's my thing: is I'd go crazy if I was living in Hell's Kitchen without like another life form with yeah. me in a small space. That's right. what I'd say. Right. Right. Uh, right. But tell us what you're up to and what you're doing, and like what. Uh,
2: well, one thing I would like to ask you before we get that what. What did quarantine do to you? Did you have to stop working? What were you doing before quarantine?
3: Very relevant, yeah. This is, so I, I have a world, hello. I had a world of four different careers. Um, I mean, this has always been the case where I'm always like piecing things together. Sure. And so I've been working four things, working for catering companies, and at this point running events only for people. I have a staffing company where I'm providing staff to catering companies. I Airbnb the extra bedroom, and I mystery shop for Shake Shack, All four of these gone, nothing. They're all, most of my job is about social connecting and that's not appropriate during social distancing. So I'm having to look at something else to, to figure out how I'm gonna pay my bills. So first it was six months of, you know, month one was okay, I'm just gonna wait and do unemployment. And then month two, April, I got COVID And I was like, oh, Oh,
2: boy. uh, Double header. Did it hit you hard or was it asymptomatic?
3: No, no, it it hit me. It was three bad days and then fear about day 10 because this is April. I mean, I I got it in the week where they were talking about, I don't know if I got it five days before, 10 days before, whenever I got it. I got it in the week. They finally were like, you know what? We should do masks. And within five days, I had put on a mask and it was sometime in the no mask to starting, putting on a mask time that I ended up getting it. So it was new, you know, people we, we did, still didn't know things. And so I was a lot of people's first friend in real life that had it. Wow. And so I was, and I was posting on social media cause I was like, I don't want to be alone in this. You know, <laughs> I want everyone I did to see know see that? What's yeah. on. Yeah. And so I was like sharing my story and I have a blog about it. I have like day one, day five, you know, all the stuff going on. Generally speaking, now looking back, I had a mild case, three really sick days and then, you, you know, when you have the flu, let's say for three bad days, you mm-hmm. have like three or four days to get better. It took three weeks to feel mm-hmm. back to normal. And that was my time. like, wow, I feel not horrible, but it's I don't great. feel normal. I don't feel
0: great. You're not a hundred percent. You're like, I still feel like I'm uh, uh. Oh.
3: Yeah, just under, under. And I was like, what is this? And I couldn't place it until week four when I was like, oh, I feel normal again. Wow, that was three weeks of not being feeling normal, you know. So that's I was like, insane. "That is crazy."
2: So yeah, so you got COVID, yep. you all your jobs vanish, and now you come up with the idea: I'm going to start life
3: coaching. I actually, so th- I do have some history with that, uh, by the way. um I have a DoorDash food order coming, and so oh, in nice. a second, uh, that's going to be a, a buzz of. <laughs> I mean, door. you gotta you
2: gotta get, gotta get the food. You gotta exactly. have food coming.
3: Bring them in. Uh, so exactly. Hey, I'm like, Come on in. <laughs> we're fantastic. life coaching right <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. Why not? I, I actually got certified to be a life coach in 2011. I started to do it. i all. I mean, my dad's a pastor. My mom's a counselor. I've always been into this kind of thing. And then I didn't like doing it for actors, which is what I was doing. And I made most the the best year I did was five thousand dollars a year. And I was like, ah, oh, now now I'm I'm not doing this right now because it's not a right fit. Right. And now, after six months of being out of work and me realizing, you know what? I might need to pivot. I looked back at, I'm looking back at live coaching, A. And the other thing I'm doing that we haven't talked about yet is I have a YouTube channel now. Um, and it's gonna start small and I know it and I'm not worried about it. I have committed to one show a week for three years. Um, and they're like five minute edited clips. And for the first time, I used to have a show as well and uh, the 10 years ago, um, and they were our live shows, but they weren't, they, I wouldn't watch them. They weren't that good. <laughs> these I will watch again and again and again I'm really proud of so what, what is it what
2: on. is what is in your show what what we have do we have to look forward to in your YouTube show
3: it is uh, three tenets of ideas for myself uh, points and miles I'm a big points and miles nerd I'm gonna fly like for example I can say out loud I will never fly Economy international ever again <laughs> never and I can do that because of all the points and miles I've figured out the game. And I'm real good at it. I have over a million points and miles. So points wow. and miles, purpose, which is live coaching related, and then productivity, because that's just a specialty of mine. I enjoy being more productive, more effective, time management, focus, apps, all that kind of stuff.
0: See, I'm terrible at that. That's why I was like, maybe I need you for my, my live life, life coach. coaching. Yes. Yeah. Hey, do we, so, so here's the thing. We're If we're gonna do this on Facebook live, like, yep. and it gets pretty like heavy, you know, what's, what do what we, is this not, it's not therapy. This is life coaching.
3: What's the difference?
2: Well, Correct. Hey, before you get into that, can you promote <laughs> your YouTube channel? Where can we go to see it?
3: Yeah. You can find everything by going to my website, which is leecambry.com. Um, and Mike will spell it for you. What? Because yep. they just arrived. So I'm going to have to go. Door
0: dashes here. I'll, I'll give it to you. LeeCambry.com, Lee cambray.com. L E I G H C A M B R E. Lee. In like Lee. Lay without. the Lay without. Yeah. Lee. Yeah um i haven't talked to this dude in years
2: i know so we got some life coaching happening this is gonna be good we got uh we got uh jordan jonas coming up in about eight
0: minutes yeah we have eight minutes you know what would be great is if lee comes out with us life coaching while we're trying to like learn how to survive
2: i mean life coaching and survival they go hand in hand uh we Jordan Jonas from Alone coming on from uh, History Channel and uh, now Netflix. You can go see that uh, season six on Netflix right now, and uh, if you have cable, you can go see it on History Channel. But Jordan Jonas joins us in about seven and a half minutes, and we got Lee Cambry on right now, who has got went to go get his DoorDash.
0: (laughs) Where'd he go? Uh, Oh, there he is. Uh, He's taking a while, and he might uh, do a live um, coaching. So right. I think well, I'm going to do some,
2: a little, little see. preliminary look at it. You know, yeah. we only have a few minutes. What's yeah, your kids? My, kids are, my
0: kids are going nuts. I, I, I can see no, them uh, back there. Got to get like a lock that they can't come into the. I know.
2: I know. Studio. Shit. So Let's here go. we go. This
0: was good. We needed yeah. somebody because we were just dragging on you and me. Like we were I mean
2: we were done. We were done. With we were
0: done. Minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, no, wait a minute. We're going to do it again. Uh, this feels so, good. To show. Yeah. We got to do this
2: every day. I know. I know. Uh, next week, we got a mu- uh, musical act coming our way. Uh, uh, I think it's Busty and the Brass. They're a really good funk band. We'll, we'll hear some music from them. We'll get a little interview with them. Go I check like them out. Uh, Busty and the Brass on Instagram and all over the place. They're really good. Jordan Jonas in about eight minutes. Now we're just filling time with uh, promos. You know, we are Dave and Giggles. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. You are with us on a Saturday or Sunday night. I don't even know what day it is. Sunday night, and uh, we have uh, Lee Cambry, who's back from his DoorDash.
3: That's right. That is right. My food is here. From I've never. What'd done you get? Before. What'd you get? summersalt is apparently really good burritos. I'm a, a born and raised sixth generation Texan, so I love me my Mexican food. And, nice. Oh, God, I'm very excited to try this burrito. It'll, it should be delicious. All
2: right, so we have about six minutes left before we jump into the show with Jordan. I, I want to, like, I was talking to Mike about this before, like a syllabus-style summary of what we can expect if you were going to do a live life coaching with Mike.
3: If, when. When, when, sorry, not if. (laughs) Listen, the the thing about life coaching, so just to give you a, a, because I can't answer that question because it is not about me providing solutions. It is about me helping you pull out of your head the answers you already have and what's going to be best for you. I will certainly offer perspective and my lens of views, but it's not up to me. So just to give you, but what I can't answer this, this will help with it. There is the world of consulting where there's experts, where they're coming and saying, here is the way to do things. Here is how life should be. Here are the the answers to everything. Do it the way I do it. There's therapy, which is moving from unhealthy mindsets to healthy mindsets. So just to get a baseline because you're having something wrong. There's a wrong line of thinking that's helping to create low self-esteem or horrible decisions or just things that are not keeping you feeling pretty good most of the time which that right there, that's mental health. Feeling pretty good most of the time is mental health. And so if you're not having that, then that's a great time to get therapy. The idea with life coaching is moving you from healthy to optimal. And so this is about optimizing your life. And so this is instead of the therapist saying, well, you know, I would offer that this is what a better way of thinking is, it would be me saying, you know yourself better than I do. So how does this sound? I'm just offering an idea and then, Mike responding going, oh, actually, that totally fits for me, or no, that, that's not right. Instead, that it, you know, so I, don't, I can't tell you what direction it's gonna be, it's gonna be up to Mike. And that said, I, what I'm, one thing I'm gonna be having you do is just come up with something that you wanna talk about and it will pivot, it will change, and that's fine, but it really is your agenda that you're gonna be setting for me to be there and to help you with. So, whatever you want.
0: That
2: makes sense i
0: mean lee, lee, Cambry.com. lee Cambry.com. uh your youtube because I, I wanted to get you on the show years ago because you did a live show with an like kind of an audience right like it yes. was yeah like, with an audience yeah well, tell, tell us a little bit about that because I, I just find that fascinating because maybe i've always wanted to do it you yeah. know dave and i would yeah. do this show you I know
2: mean, i'm gonna lay it out there and i'm gonna say i would dedicate one hour to do it on the show so that it would be broadcast on radio free brooklyn as well you could also you know Pivot that into a live Facebook as well, but I also would love to do. I would sit back for a whole hour, and I would let this transpire to you to do a life coach. Okay, but here's the thing: if I
0: do it, you got to do it for Dave. If you do it for me, you got to do it for Dave because because Dave will do this and he doesn't open up. If I'm going to open up, I want Dave to open up. This is (laughs) you know what I'm saying.
3: I mean, can you do a group life coach? No. No, it's Gotta be one on one, unless y'all have a relationship and it's working. I mean, I can absolutely because you can do relationship coaching, right, for right. example. But it would need to be something that both y'all are sure. exactly. Are, are going we could towards. do a life
2: coach based on the radio show where we want to go with it together. Yeah.
3: Exactly, very much so. Yeah, I can very yeah. much. I like that. that. I like for that. Sure. Uh, sure.
2: One thing I was talking about before when we were talking about you and the life coaching was I've been watching The Vow. Have you watched any of The Vow? No. Uh, the Vow is on HBO. It's a it's a series right now about the Nexium cult that was in Albany uh, with Ali Mack, where it was like the sex cult. Uh, you should Hot. It was it's really interesting because a lot of the foundation of their philosophy is very life coach oriented and that turned into something way more skewed and way more horrible and sex culty and weird and but their foundation was very life coach oriented which is
0: which is interesting i don't think that's where lee is going Yeah, i was
3: like like, what are you saying am
2: i going to get laid as a result of this
0: dave goes on tangents sometimes
2: i just think (laughs) as as a life coach i feel like you might be interested in the show it's it's very interesting it's very interesting i
3: am interested in life coaching philosophies and i'm very interested in sex so this does sound appealing to me it goes together i'm yeah turned on i'm like yeah okay great this this is this is fantastic great
2: That's awesome. So, how do you think the show went? Where you did a live Facebook with a life coach. Do you feel like you gained any ground with that that person?
3: The the whenever I so I, I've done one live life coaching session. Are you referring to that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: told him you did one, and I was like, I'm in. I'm
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that it, I, it went very well. I mean, this is the thing that I am looking to specialize in is already talented, successful professionals that already have things going for them and they're still getting in their own way which is all of us you know and so to work with those kinds of people is perfect for me because i excel at helping people who are already excellent get to running get to the place where they are super excelling and so i worked with a friend who already has his like 20 jobs he lives in paris he's from america he's been working in yoga starting these seminars training kids uh sorry training other yoga professionals to work with kids. So he's already successful. And we worked on one of his big dream projects that he just won't do. He just can't get it done, which is to write a book. And so as a result of that, the very short story for him, what he would tell you is, uh, thanks for spanking me into submission. I got what I needed to get done. And I'm like, it's not me, it's us working together. It's the creation we had together. But now he has on his schedule for the next week, writing the next two sections of his dream legacy writing project that he's been wanting to do,
2: so you a mission accomplished.
3: Yeah. So it,
0: it, here's the thing: it so. You're only really picking people to life coach that are already successful. You know, you don't want to get the people that
2: are. Well, I mean, that. he's going to do you, so that's yeah. a far
0: stretch. So. <laughs> I All
3: right. So can see. we
2: can we can we commit to this? And in a couple of weeks, we'll we'll really nail this down and set a time. We'll do this on air. It'll be great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would I love, love it. it. I think that'd be so fun. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. I'm down. Well,
0: Lee, thanks for uh, jumping in. I know I uh, sort of coerced you into, uh, you were the second guest that we yeah. were supposed to have today. But, but you know,
2: second I'm, to none, Lee. Second, second to, to none. I mean, yeah. I'm, not,
3: I'm not worried. My shine is going to be brighter than anyone else you have. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's All good seeing so, you, buddy. Yes, it's uh, it's, it's been a while.
3: Too. I know it has. It has. The Last so time I saw you, we
0: were like probably catering some private party somewhere or some yeah. like, giant you know
3: art gallop ball or something uh, isn't that the truth we're in we're in all blacks and and now look kind of act professional even though we're and not now
2: look where we are
3: yeah i know look at yeah. us i know killing it big i mean i'm just so proud of y'all 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 sound amazing so we'll I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it thank already you. thank <laughs> you
2: all right so right now we got uh jordan coming up thanks lee thank you so much man we're gonna do that we're gonna do the uh on-air life coach it's gonna be great i'm very excited i can't wait all right, cool. Thanks, man.
3: Thank you. Hey, bud. No. Hey. hey.
2: Unless you've been living under a rock, you have Netflix. Netflix. And if you do, if you have Netflix, you know of the great show called Alone. Season six. Jordan, hey, man, what's going on?
1: Hey, how's it going?
2: Not bad. What's happening?
1: Good. Good to Good to chat it up.
2: Yeah, um, so super psyched you made it on. I really appreciate you coming on. So Jordan is the winner of season six. No spoilers, Dave. Uh, no no spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, where Where are you at right now?
1: Oh, I'm I'm in the only place I can find service around my house here and up in Idaho. Uh, so I'm in the woods, actually, oh, nice. <laughs> just randomly. So you were you were
2: uh, born in Idaho, right? You were that's yeah, your hometown. Born
1: in Idaho. Now I kind of split time between Idaho and and Virginia, but yeah, I got the old family farm up here and all that. Oh, that's so. awesome. So nice. how is
2: uh how what what are you what are you doing in Virginia? Is that where you're doing the camps and stuff?
1: Uh no, we've been doing the the camp survival courses up in in the wilderness in Idaho. Uh Central Idaho and in Virginia, it's just kind of been where i've lived the last 10 years doing construction and stuff like that <laughs>
2: that's awesome that's really cool so what what would, what would we learn in the survival camp that you're that you're uh, into right now
1: oh man if you'd learn you could you could go up into the woods with basically just uh you know real basic items some string and some wire and a few things and basically uh, learn the skills to catch some fish, tie up your own flies, make your own lures, you know, do some some little bit of how trapping works, different sized animals and how snaring works. And, you know, the whole thing it would give you a lowdown on hunting and this and that. We made some boats and rafts, all that kind of stuff. That's really so
0: cool. basically the stuff that Dave and I's dad should have done with us when we were growing oh, right. up. <laughs> totally. Instead, Okay, got it all right
1: basic fatherly
0: skills yeah right, right. perfect uh <laughs> that sounds beautiful uh jordan uh, just to give you a little uh, preface here uh i'm giggles dave is in brooklyn and i'm in colorado so i'm all oh, right on i'll say i'm closer to you but i'll say i'm closer to the wilderness than dave is sure bridging the it's, gap, it's, yeah, yeah. The there's, gap. Not
2: much. there's not much in brooklyn but i mean it's a short jump to the adirondacks to the catskills where me and mike have uh Done a lot of camping and uh, not so much survivalist, but, no. you know, camping. Right. Yeah.
1: Getting out in the woods. That's good. <laughs> exactly. So
2: well, the one thing that really wanted me to bring you on was um, when quarantine first started, uh, obviously um, Alone, season six, was put onto Netflix like pretty early Yeah. On. And so I started to watch it and I got so addicted immediately. And I, like, <laughs> I was like, you got to watch this thing. And then like maybe a month or two later, I got a text message and he was just like, oh my God, Alone is the best. Jordan is my hero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was from Giggles. That was from that was, me. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's yeah, I mean,
2: awesome. The, the show is amazing. And uh we talked to uh Wonia not that long ago. Oh so, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she had great Good things time. to say about you. And uh uh it was it was amazing. Lady, yes, you you two were obvious like my, my prime choices. Like it was like between you two, I was like, these guys are the best. I was really, really turned on to like your style and uh just your overall demeanor. Like I felt like that was like a big chunk of like being in that contest.
1: Yeah, yeah, the mental aspect's pretty. You know, you've people forget about it, but yeah, you gotta have the kind of the right approach. Probably right. helps.
2: <laughs> it totally does. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So one thing I did want to ask you about was, uh, so early on, I, I was doing some research on it, and early on, you spent a summer um, riding the rails.
1: Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> spent a summer riding some freight trains with what, my brother. What was that? We, uh, like? Oh, man. Talk about a, an experience of kind of a kind of freedom that you don't get otherwise. But, you know, every night you end up, you know, if you get off a train, you don't know where you are. You're out there. You got to find some place to sleep. You're always running into random people. It's more like, a, it's kind of like, wilderness survival but urban style <laughs> and so it's, and uh, i mean but it's real interesting you're definitely always outside you know always having experiences uh, pretty interesting that is I, pretty interesting
2: what is like yeah. what because i mean you get off the the train and yeah. and what what is your first like thought process are you like i need to find some like way to make a couple
1: bucks Usu- yeah usually you're out of Canned food, so you <laughs> didn't need to try to fill your water canteen, get some food, and uh, usually we would try not to hang out in the town too long. It kind of just passing through, you know, going from place to place. So I think we'd maybe we'd go down to the food kitchen and help them throw some food around for you know a day, mm-hmm. and in exchange get a bunch of supplies and kind of head on. And uh, a lot of times, you know, I remember in the kind of in the ghetto in chicago there that's where the trains run through and you know you get out and you ask the little kids that are running around hey you guys see a hole in the fence so we can get into the train <laughs> yard like, oh yeah and they'll <laughs> lead you over there and you know there's all kinds of little i mean if, local kids, don't, if
2: local kids don't know where a hole in the fence is
1: no <laughs> Totally. that was that uh, was before cell phones so all the yeah. kids knew where all the holes
2: were <laughs> exactly yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, I got a question for you uh, Jordan this is giggles Uh, when you seem to sort of uh, embody a certain type of lifestyle of just kind of say go with the flow let you know mother I don't say mother nature speak to you but just you know use the Mm -hmm. earth I got to ask you when in your life were you like all right this is the way I'm gonna live this is I'm gonna ride the rails I'm gonna go to Siberia and live with these guys for a while like I've made my I made my mind up when when was that for you
1: you know I think it just kind of happened organically I didn't I don't think I ever like sat down and thought you know what this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life I kind of just one step you know one foot in front of the other kind of you uh I think once I experienced the freedom on the rails it was a little bit harder to envision myself in in a a regular nine to five perhaps but Mm. and so I kind of I guess I don't know if I forged it or if the doors opened in front of me to kind of take another path. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just one thing led to another. That was the same way it happened in Russia. It's not, I didn't go over there planning to meet up with, you know, reindeer herders. I went over there initially to build an orphanage and just kind of see how it went. And then, but one thing did lead to another. I met, you know, I met some Russian guys, lived with them. They had been in prison with some natives and, you know, introduced uh, introduced me eventually and then uh we those native guys invited me up to live with them and it's just it was just kind of one thing after another uh
2: so you were you at that point when they invited you in you didn't did did you speak russian yet
1: i did so i learned the first year i was in russia i hit the russian hard you know lived with a couple russian families uh and had learned it by the time i met the native guys yeah yeah yeah, so you're you can't work, just go but, in there dry you got to go yeah, exactly. in exactly you gotta know because you gotta know some me. russian
0: yeah yeah, yeah
1: totally. and then they and they speak an Evenki language also so then i had a little more to learn but they oh, all man. speak russian so you could we could communicate this far so what fine.
2: was your daily life like when you're in siberia with the russians and just kind yeah, of with, trying to live off the land
1: yeah with the with the up with the natives, it was really interesting. That was one of the really – that's one of the things I really like about the wilderness is the whole uh, the schedule kind of, the, the way of life. It's like you wake up, there's just – you don't have any sort of a schedule. There's things you have to do, but it's not like, oh, today I got to do this at 6 and that at 8. You know, it's just – there you wake up and like huh I'm, you know we're going to be hungry today maybe i should go fishing or maybe i should go hunting and then you can kind of choose what you want to do or go mushroom hunting or pick berries or you know it's a very open-ended but there are a lot of things you have to get done you just have to be kind of self-driven about it i guess but that's what that open-endedness is something we don't really get much of in the modern world sure. just unscheduled just directly what you're doing directly relates to your needs you know like yeah. <laughs> there's, there's there's no middleman. so it was pretty yeah that was awesome uh yeah you'd wake up a lot of times the pattern of life over there is you wake up it overnight the reindeer have all ran off you know oh. for miles and so you go out and you track the reindeer and kind of herd them back to camp building a bunch of big smoky fires to keep the bugs away and then kind of they hang around camp all day and then you might saddle up a couple and ride them off to go hunt or do whatever you're doing and then you come back the reindeer overnight take off again and feed and you kind of repeat that cycle you know related to the reindeer daily but your in between activities are vary okay. from like
2: which is very camping like experience it's like you have the whole day you're gonna. You yeah. got a couple things you gotta do, and then a exactly. little exploration, you know. Yeah.
1: You gotta
0: get the beer out of the car.
1: <laughs> well, that's our. That's our. <laughs> right. That's what. That's what we have to do. All right, yeah, Jordan, If you've ever been camping and just been had that feeling, like man, I just don't kind of want to go back. I just want to stay out here. It's kind of like uh, that just happened. You just stayed out there. <laughs> right, <laughs> but
2: then you're in. You're in uh, Canada, and you're like, oh, I yeah. don't really want that because I want to try to see this thing through.
1: Oh yeah. No, in, in Canada, right? And the pressure was definitely on yeah. to uh yeah, to pro- provide and stay out there and yeah. The <laughs> wow. they had to work at it. <laughs> I, I got a question about your experience with the natives.
0: Was there I will call them the natives. Is that that's appropriate, right? right? That's natives. Yeah. Yeah. They're not Russians, Dave. They're they're right. native people. They're so, not technically Ru- All right. Uh was there a point was there a point where they uh sort of gave you like a rite of passage was like all right you got a herd 12 reindeer and then you're (laughs) one of us when did you sort of gain acceptance from them they're like all right this guy's well what
1: was interesting was because it happened so naturally like i'd i'd lived with those russian families for a year and they were really close to the native guy so then he invited me up and then i lived in fur trapped with him for a for a season and we got really close by the time he took me out to his cousins, who were all the reindeer herders, you know, he basically gave a really strong vouch for me. Nice. And they they set me, they took me in right away. They were, all, you know, right off the bat making jokes about not farting in the teepee and this and that. And <laughs> just real, being, like, real open and nice, showing me around, taking me out on trips. And it kind of happened right away, but I just think it led up to that naturally due to the fact that they were uh, so... Oh you know, just it was just so happened so organically. But the uh oh yeah, I don't know. As I started to learn some of Enki phrases and learned to like lasso the reindeer and build fences, when I became like a real productive member of their group, then I, I think they really valued me. You know, they all would always when every time I'd go to Russia, they'd be like, they'd want me to build a storage because i done a. They showed me how to build the first one, and then I built them another one. They really liked it, and so then they would always have me doing that. And uh, you know, I, I guess I think because I went over there trying to add value, I think they really always appreciated it. Yeah. A
2: valuable <laughs> member of their little community. Exactly it well right, right. Sad to see you go.
1: Right, <laughs> especially during fencing season. Exactly.
2: I mean, I imagine fencing season is very important.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to share a quick story here. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dave and Giggles with Jordan Jonas. He was the uh, season six winner of Alone. No he was spoilers. Out there. No spoilers. No spoilers. I gotta say, so I'm watching this show, and I was watching it at night, and I'm watching the last episode, and I see your wife come out, and I like I start crying, and so my wife is in the room with me. She, had, you know, she. Had, she'd watch a little bit of it but she wasn't as into it as I was Right, and, right. and I, I was visibly when I saw because I, I felt it you know I got a, a wife and a family awesome. and, yeah, and when yeah. I saw your wife come out I was like ah it I hadn't cried the whole show I mean there was no reason to cry <laughs> the whole season and then I'm crying at the end of my wife was like why are you crying I was like listen I've been following this guy for 77 days you know
1: <laughs> that's awesome man that was an awesome moment definitely genuine I I had no idea it was gonna end. I hadn't expected to win or anything like that. It was, it was a cool moment. I get, I get a little teared up when I watch it too. It was pretty I, neat. Uh, it was very <laughs> emotional.
2: The one thing that I read afterwards was that um, uh, they kept you around for three days after the Wonia left. Uh, yeah, I think then,
1: it was even more. I think really? it was like five days. But yeah, and they didn't
2: let like, you know that you had won by that point.
1: No, That's I think amazing. they flew Janely up to to come get me, and then a big winter storm blew in, so they couldn't fly out. And so, I honestly, I was ha- I was kind of happy that it happened that way because I was really excited to catch that big old fish in that net. I mean, that, <laughs> so,
2: that was amazing. That was amazing. That
1: was, was like, actually. I mean, we were all like
2: rooting for you, and then when you got that fish, we were like, "The kid's gonna be all right. He's gonna be yeah. okay."
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. What was, was uh, that uh, was a what big moment? Was good-
2: what went through your mind the minute you saw your wife? Like, what was it that was just like? I okay.
1: I, I literally was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. I'd so mentally hyped myself up that it was going to last 120 to 140 days that I, I just hadn't even it hadn't even crossed my mind that we might be close. So I I think I I don't know remember if they made it in the final edit, but I just think I kept saying like, what really? Like already? <laughs> no way! You know, like, I was. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it happened. I didn't, I hadn't like hyped myself up even after I got the moose and stuff. I figured, Oh, somebody else probably got big game or somebody else got fish. And so, right.
2: Uh, Uh, we're talking to Jordan Jonas, uh, JordanJonas.com, I believe is the website, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, so, talking about the the moose uh one thing when after i watched it i tried to like i was like doing a deep dive on the whole thing because there was like there was such diehards for this show so you go online oh, yeah. and there's like chats and all this stuff and uh one <laughs> thing that really was interesting to me was like a lot of people started like giving you uh, like obviously these trolls online but they started giving oh, yeah. you like crap about um how you killed the moose and (laughs) the one thing that really like indeed was endearing to me was that Wonia actually came to your defense and was like no he did that the right and humane way right yeah was
1: awesome of her that was a cool video she put up and it's and it was all right i wasn't too distraught by the the trolls because i'd kind of you know you just understand oh you know what they're not bow hunters they don't it's okay, they don't really understand how this works, but but it, you know, somebody's you kind of got to put the counterpoints out there somewhere, and it was really nice for Wonia to step up and do that and mm-hmm. explain it to people. And a really, you know, she's really good at she's a really good teacher, she's really good at explaining yeah. well why it was, <laughs> oh.
2: totally. So, one thing I wanted to ask you was, uh. Uh, as a rite of was it a rite of passage after you killed the Wolverine with an axe? I might add, which was super <laughs> badass. But after you did that, I read that you ate the Wolverine heart. Is this is this true? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> you got to do that, right? <laughs> it would be a grave injustice not to eat the Wolverine's heart after. So <laughs> I imagine fact- it was
2: just like you you you're sitting there, you just killed it, and you're like, well, I got to take a bite of the heart.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) You imagine correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's just as you would imagine. (laughs) Yeah,
2: the one, the one thing, other thing that really like um, was really intense for me on the show is that like you watching it from
0: your couch, watching it
2: from your couch, right? Exactly. But in quarantine, so there's like a little thing there, you know. Pretty relatable. Yeah. Pretty relatable. But like watching (laughs) it, and then and like watching these people go like a really long time without catching something. Oh, and then yeah. when they finally do, they just have this like emotional natural breakdown where they're just like this in awe of the animal that they just killed, yeah. in awe of of Earth. Did you have like a moment where you just in awe of the entirety of around you?
1: Oh, for sure, and I mean there, there are multiple moments, but I, definitely, of course, when I got the moose, it was that that kind of an experience where you really couldn't replace it with any amount of money you know like i couldn't buy any sort of an experience or anything that would compare to the like just you know there's so much pressure on you and there's these little demons over your head just saying oh you're gonna starve you're gonna starve you know <laughs> and you just constantly have that worry in the background and then for something like that you know to get that kind of a success out there and just be like whoa this is you know it was it was incredible i to talk about joy And it's not only that, it's also, you know, precluded by a whole up and down emotional experience of missing a moose and then hitting a moose and then losing its blood trail and finding it, you know, it's, it's weeks of prep, you know, of prior (laughs) experience all kind of accumulate in this, in this, uh,
2: and then only to have
1: the apex of an experience yeah
2: and then only to have the the fat stolen by that damn wolverine
1: (laughs) that little punk he was definitely making it a him or me experience out there there wasn't a lot of coexisting that was going to happen he was he was uh on to me but he also it was also uh you know i still had a whole moose i couldn't be too mad there was still a lot of other fat but it was pretty tragic to lose my little jug i was pretty excited about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally definitely i mean it's, it was so amazing go ahead mike go ahead oh,
0: were... i was just gonna say to get into the the survival school because since watching this show mm-hmm. uh i uh i, I would say have become braver but I, i'm not i'm terrible i'm not terribly afraid of snakes i just don't like snakes and there was a, oh. a, a little like eight to ten inch snake out in the backyard and i was like <laughs> you know what And i went to grab it and I still sort of shuddered a little bit when I like held it for a second. But I was like, mm-hmm. I would never go to grab a snake. And I was like, you know what? What would J- you know? What would JD? What would Jordan do? And I went to go grab the uh, the snake. So we touched it for a little bit, uh, intentionally, which nice. I, I was really proud. You know, it's well like being you know stroked yeah. <laughs> it a
2: little bit, just kind of like
0: got it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you can't see this, but uh, I've I've been collecting dryer lint. So that's I mean, I've been doing that oh, for yeah. years. I mean that's oh, you know something go. small. What are maybe like some tips to for the survivalist at heart? You know, somebody who's just wanting to, you know, uh, a foot in the pool. pool so to
1: Yeah, how uh, to put your foot in the pool? Well, yeah. obviously. it, it wouldn't. It'd, it'd be fun just to uh, go up in a wilderness place and uh, you try spending camping for a day or two, even alone. You know what? A, that'd be that'd be interesting. You might find you delve into your thoughts a little deeper than you normally would, or have some little revelations. It's not too hard. You can take the food you need, but most people probably don't even do that. You know, I doubt most people even get a couple of days away from others or without their devices, especially right. nowadays. So uh, yeah. that's super worthwhile. You'll know, one thing you'll find right away is like, Oh man, it's so nice. Nice not to be plugged into the daily news cycle and just, think about a lot you know what I'm Especially doing in you know. my life rather than what you're mad at or <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so uh I think that's a real simple way to do it it's really nice to get into you could learn a couple mushrooms that are edible or a couple berries and you know go up in the right season and just look for those you know it's rewarding in and of itself just to have a little Sort of like a little treasure hunt up there, but you know, I, I don't know. I think things like that is a good way to just dip your feet in the water. Yeah, a little couple day expedition where you keep your eyes open for a couple easily identifiable plants or mushrooms, and bam. I'd have to bring like a book with me or so, like a like a, yeah. a, a picture because I, I
0: if I start eating some mushrooms I might eat something that's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm yeah, out yeah, there yeah, like yeah. you know a that's mile clear. away from the suburbs
1: and I, I die eating a you know a bad berry. Or There's something. a couple of real obvious ones. If you go camping in the spring you can look for morels. If you go uh in the fall then go the berry route. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> learn your
2: Berries. Are really yeah, yeah. I felt like berries were a big hit before the winter came in up up you know in Canada oh
1: man super big hit it was a blast that's one of my favorite times of year it's just in those northern regions you know the they just blanket the earth with blueberries and cranberries and everything it's kind of just like paradise blue, you
2: just, just go with it
1: sit up there and call moose and lay in the Laying the bounty. It was that pretty nice. Really nice.
2: That sounds really nice to do, especially right now in September. Sounds like a perfect thing to be. Oh, good. it is.
1: This is, the, this is the time right now, September in the far north. That's mm-hmm. that's the best place to be. Yeah. Man.
2: One thing. Uh, one thing I, I uh, was when I was doing my deep dive one thing I, I saw you mention you were talking about i think you were doing like a reddit Q and A or something like that
1: okay so you were yeah talking
2: yeah. about um how like you would pass the time to not kind of go crazy because you were alone oh, for yeah. 77 days and you Definitely. were talking about um how uh you would try to come up with like a complex problem like political right. political problem and then try to solve it. I, I would I was really fascinated because I was wondering like what if, if you could share with us any like idea on how to fix any of these problems, <laughs> it would be great.
1: Well, yeah, there's I guess there's there's a few of them. It seems seems a little too obvious. I don't know what the people up there are doing, but you would uh I don't know, I would think about well, what were the hot button issues? It was like immigration and you know, there's always abortion as a divided topic or education. And then so I would just think of one of those and be like, so what's the most unifying angle we can take on this? And it's like, well, I thought, for example, on on immigration, I, I had read, I don't know if it's still active in Canada, but they they had some program where you could personally sponsor somebody to come over. Say you and five people could get together and say, hey, we will, we'll take care of this person, help them find a job. Set them up in a little house and kind of personally take the responsibility of helping a a, like an immigrant come to the country and then not only is that person coming in but they're not just getting dumped into a system and you know they're kind of building relationships with people who want to be a part of their lives and so and i thought that would be cool i i don't know why uh, you know when the whole Thing was going on the migrant crisis I was like I don't you don't we don't need to force everybody to play an active role in this if they don't want to but what but they should open the door to allowing you know I was like I'd be willing to open up one of my houses and let one of the people come in and give them a you know give them a little work here and they'll help them learn English it'd be a fun relationship to build but you actually can't even do that because they have to go through this weird government right. system that then they get kind of detached, and it's kind of. I thought that would be a good idea. You get together with your five buddies. I signed up to live church.
2: in uh, Jord- Jordania, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. sounds like uh, a nice
2: place to live. We yeah. learn how to we learn how to Great like.
1: Here's a land. tarp. Here's yeah. a tarp, and here's.
2: <laughs> Everyone gets a tarp. Everyone gets a, a, an axe. And, an axe.
1: Uh, yeah, I should be fine. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> and then you know all the all the stuff but there is what were the other ones oh i don't know it's all those are those were fun topics to think yeah. about
2: i mean that's a really interesting thing because like when you're sitting alone you were talking about uh, a couple of the books that you're reading like the gulag and Our, uh, stuff like that yeah. and, like to keep your mind active is probably one of the most important things you can do especially for the show alone
1: oh it really is you don't want to like wallow in boredom that probably goes for quarantine too right but (laughs) (laughs) like man you'll drive yourself crazy i I think brady on my season described it well when he quit and he was like well if you don't understand why i'm quitting just like try drawing a circle in the sand and standing in there for just a day or two Mm -hmm. you know and man you would go crazy even in a short period of time let alone over a lot yeah so i'd staying active mentally if not physically is super valuable i'd do a bunch of those dumb skits every day try to think of something kind of funny to do for the right. camera but just to entertain myself
2: how keep, was it watching active. how was it watching all of your contestants like after when it was airing like how was that for you were you like
1: oh that was fascinating i was so i mean obviously when i was out there i was so curious what everyone else was doing and you have all these like you know gen- general ideas of who might you be worried about or this or that and then it was just kind of fun to you know, super interesting to see how it played out
2: yeah and, did you get uh, to meet them before you got dropped off or yeah
1: so they have like a i don't remember how long it was couple week orientation before where you learn to do the cameras and all that so you kind of get to know each other and well nia so, told yeah. you this dave come on
2: well, I uh-huh. just get, I'm I was, just getting Jordan's take on it. Uh, yeah,
1: see, you got to fact check, Wonia. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah,
2: you definitely do. I mean, she did her show from uh yeah. when we talked to her. She was doing it in her car, and then in the back seat, she had a rope going where she had jerky drying. So she was.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, oh, oh, yeah. there he is. There, there he is. is. I, hey, there he is. That I had that video. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I haven't done right. many Zooms. So,
2: yeah, I, I get it. You want to check out what we're looking like and what we're doing yeah. before you, you sign in.
1: Yeah, before I join in. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't want to get judged here if my no. situation is exactly. not up to. Oh, there there you go. Here's
0: my lint collection. I can show it to him.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. man. Good yeah. You're going to be roasting right? up there in the woods. No yeah. problem. You got um, your little.
0: Yeah. Little Go thing. i gotta ask you a question uh you you got kids right you're you're a father yeah three what kids. You, three kids i got three as well look at this Wait. what uh and i try to instill I'll, I'll preface this by you know the lessons i try to instill to my kids of, you know not, not necessarily survivalist but just you know right. look both ways before crossing the street what are right. some things uh <laughs> Which is survivalist that it is, is survivalist. survivalist. yeah what are some things that uh you you kind of like you're wanting to pass on to your kids as far as you know whether it's respective respect of nature yeah. you know learning you know you
1: know it's like it's really interesting i think it probably stems from what i learned from my parents and dad stuff like that i uh of course, you know I like to get them out in the woods. We just went camping for a couple day with them and days with them in Montana, and that was a lot of fun, minus the lack of sleep at night. But they, <laughs> predictably, no. But what I so I want to instill with them like a, a love for nature and things like that. But ultimately, uh, you know, they'll choose their own path on what they enjoy, where their interests are. I just, I want to hopefully teach them. Uh, something that I was really impacted by with my dad when he died was his like ability to withstand suffering with joy and being able to do that requires you know a a development of your character to a level that's that's pretty robust so even even now uh, that's something we work on a lot with the kids when they're upset about losing this or that and just trying to like hey well be grateful for what you do have and like you know and
2: as a as a uh,
1: talk them through resiliency a bit
2: right as a something that uh we've done throughout our show that we've been doing for like 10 years when uh Uh we find someone one of our guests who's also lost their their dad we like to welcome them into the dead dad's club so (laughs) for the dead dad's (laughs) (laughs) club all of us here have lost all of (laughs) us
0: we're all a part of it. we're all a part of yeah. the dead dads club. <laughs> yes. Uh I do like that. The you, you your character does seem to, you know, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've got a, a whole new fan base of people that think they know you. And I I don't know you that well, but kind of what I gather from yeah, you yeah, is, the, is the character is strong that you're yeah. like, "All right, let's, you know, suffer through and kind of like have a sense of humor about this because uh, you know."
1: Right. Oh yeah. It's it's Im- Im- invaluable and just having the perspective that allows you to have that Right. angle you know that, there's a lot behind that and i think building that and kids and stuff will probably be a long-term venture but uh that's but kind of the one of the things one, yeah. real important yeah, yeah. it kind of covers all the bases too you know
2: definitely so one thing i definitely wanted to ask you which i i haven't heard anyone ask you and if it's too much Ooh. just tell me but how has winning changed your life
1: um <laughs> Well, surprisingly little, I hate to say. Uh, my wife was probably hoping to update the old 2001 Windstar, but so far she hasn't been able. It still runs, so I can't it's quite good. justify it. It's paid off, man.
0: It's paid off. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. What are you talking
1: about? Thing runs great. Starts yeah. up right now. <laughs> no. Uh, well, what's changed the most probably is that I could. I've been able to shift a little bit out of just renovating dilapidated houses for a living which is super nice because I was pretty sick of it and uh uh, move into a little bit more like doing some of these survival training and and kind of introducing people to the wilderness you know simple stuff like that but it's been really rewarding and fun so that's been awesome I think I want to take a class I think I'm in I mean I mean I'm sure you you know Yeah, yeah. Come, we'll it's been come so cool. I I didn't know how they were going to go. This is our first year doing them, but uh, man, it's just been a blast and I think it's been really people have been really happy and had good experiences. It's I've been really excited about how they've gone. And when, now I'm trying to brainstorm what next year will look like and come up with like creative ideas that maybe aren't available elsewhere, so it could be fun. I we'll mean, see. the
2: school of Jordan Jonas is probably like enough for me to be like that dude's awesome like I, i'm in i'm in <laughs> next summer if you're, if you're willing to take a couple 40 year olds we're in oh heck yeah. yeah
1: you'd love it that's a blast we uh, had a couple guys last week from new york it was pretty fun
2: oh, yeah. cool.
1: oh we should definitely go out this this sounds great jordan
0: i gotta say thank you so much for spending the time with us i really appreciate you kind of you know Sure, you're jam-packed with radio interviews. People wanting to fly you out to New York fun. City, and LA, and all that stuff <laughs> right. for an interview. Oh,
1: yeah, no, it's fun. Hopefully, uh yeah, for you guys all stuck there and in, in New York, it gives you a little bit of a window into the outside world. Like, exactly, oh, quarantined exactly. Up. Not, tough right. time.
2: Well, I I know we're kind of like, and and you kind of answered this already, but if there was a more of a direct answer, you had, um, if you were were uh to give advice from a guy who was quarantined for 77 days and then (laughs) in in siberia for longer pretty much but like what advice would you give like people who are in quarantine
1: um well i there's that's a long list probably but i would say start but we talked about a little bit not allowing yourself to be really bored because that can become a huge drag so be be proactive in your approach to your situation and that, you know, come up with productive things you can do to make a bad situation good. You know, that's, that's always, there definitely can be silver linings to the fact that you're not going out as much, but I think, yeah, staying proactive, not being bored, focusing really on, on, ungratitude, like what you do have, like maybe it's an opportunity to spend time with your family or people that you're, uh, haven't been you. in touch with, you know, we, totally. people are probably happy to talk right now because they're, they're a little isolated. So I don't know, reaching out, just making the best of it. Uh, uh, a great answer. yeah, a great answer. <laughs> these are simple answers. These are,
2: they're so important, you know, like that, they that really are
1: especially the best like, answers are often simple ones exactly. really i think the one yeah. thing that
2: really was fascinating about quarantine was like when quarantine first hit everybody was reaching out to everybody and it was no, just yeah. like hey how are you i just want to touch base we should do this more often and that kind of trailed out a bit and we kind of yeah. lost that and, and i think we should we should maintain that you know like oh you gotta
1: a- hang on to that because there's a level of like dehumanization that happens with everybody like wearing masks and nobody you know kind of being afraid of each other and this and that and you have to probably actively work to counteract that because as yeah. far as you know and on, on some level definitely. uh reaching out to people in a way <laughs> definitely uh yeah. well we we're with
2: jordan jonas the, the the winner of season six alone which you could watch on netflix and you can also watch on i think the history channel was uh when it went when it moved to netflix did you get a giant bump in like people contacting you
1: yeah was. Well, it got pretty wild there which was it just so randomly happened to coincide when I, I went on joe rogan and it went on netflix at the same time so the i don't know what was what but for a while there <laughs>
2: life turned upside down there was a lot of
1: activity yeah yeah uh it happened but, yeah, at the yeah, it was time. uh Right, right no it was cool I'm glad they put it on Netflix it's been fun uh, to connect with a lot of people who've watched the show you know and they do get like you said it's you don't get to know someone really well but you do get a pretty good idea for someone as you know just watching and it's been fun to meet people who got something valuable from watching that's pretty cool. That's
0: really good. Uh, I love that it was a reality show that was real and there was no like sort of fake drama there was no, like, you know, hidden script. Yeah. Or anything in it. I could watch it at night before going Not to bed overproduced. and get all stressed. Yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. So it's
2: coming from uh, two guys yeah, who uh, it were... It really is a good show. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing show. Like, like I said, I turned Mike onto it, and he was, like, immediately drawn into it. And honestly, anyone I talk about it, they're, like, alone? Oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about it. Let's talk about it. So it's, like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so endearing. I think that just, like, the rawness and, like, the actual just just the humanity humanity of it you know right it it really brings you yeah no matter if you're a survivalist if you like the woods or not it's just this humanity thing that really makes you go i identify with these people you know
1: right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep Uh, i agree
2: that's awesome that's really cool thanks for coming on man i really appreciate it
1: yeah oh it's been fun i appreciate the invite that's really nice you guys to reach out
2: yeah I appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell tell your sister we said thank you. She did an amazing job. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so uh, I,
1: should, I shouldn't fire, huh?
2: No, don't fire. I mean, she's she's your sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. so. But uh, this is gonna air Sunday night at uh, seven o'clock Eastern, so it'll be four o'clock your time. I'll send you an email about all the information, okay. and uh, I'll blast you out on all the social media. But uh, honestly, it was a Sweet. real tre- it was a real pleasure for us, man.
0: Thanks, man. Me too. I appreciate yeah. it. Cool. Thank you, bud. Right.
1: So you have here, a good here. one.
2: Good luck with the uh, the school.
1: All right. Thanks. See you guys. Later. Later, buddy. Cheers.
2: <laughs> good times. That was great. Dave and Giggles. It was so good. We're so good. <laughs> he was good. He was great.
0: You you were like big big time fanboy.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. I loved about you, I've I've been watching all morning. I've been watching yeah. him on Joe Rogan. I've been watching him on all these inter all these podcast video casts. So Who I've interviewed been- him better,
0: Dave? Who interviewed him better? We you did, did Dave. you did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shit. so good, so good. Ah,
0: I gotta well, go out and to... chop something. I gotta go I got out and, and like, chop my axe. Look good good. Good. show that was good. It was good was once good. we had him on because we didn't no. know he was gonna come no. on. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, good show.